0: facts, candid conversations, and some levity to lighten your day. This is The Kale Clark Show on Relevant Radio.
1: Hey, a tremendous Tuesday to you. I'm so glad that you're with me on the program today. It's going to be a barn burner today, an absolute barn burner. And you can call in right now, 888 It's Kale Clark Show. Listener line, toll free to talk to me, 888 914 Nine one four nine. You can also email the program. It's great to hear from you. I've got so many nice emails from you guys. I really appreciate them. You can write to me. The address is kale at relevantradio.com. Great place to send questions. And you can also send show ideas. I I love to hear those as well. Once again, the address is kale, C-A-L-E, at relevantradio.com. That's the email. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter at kaleclark, C-A-L-E, clark with an E. Well, today is the feast day of one of the most popular saints in the Catholic Church, St. Anthony of Padua. We're going to get to that in just a minute. He's more than just the patron saint of finding lost things. Much more, much more, more. Uh, we'll talk to you about that. And also, will talk to you about something called the magic window. Exactly what is it, why do you need to know about this, and how you don't want to miss this. Well, you don't want to miss me talking about this later on in the show, time permitting. I also have to fill you in on yet another pathetic attempt to try to debunk the existence of Jesus. Uh, Somebody's out there claiming that he never existed again, so I'm going to have to deal with it again. But it's good for us to know this, because um, we are called upon to explain and defend the faith time and time again. And I'm going to try to equip you to do that. Uh, This is the Kale Clark Show on Relevant Radio. But first, it's, uh, as I said, St. Anthony's Feast Feast Day today, and... uh, I went to Mass this morning with Michaela before I dropped her off at school. And there were a lot more people there than usual. A lot more people there than usual. And I I thought maybe maybe it's because there's a great devotion to St. Anthony. But also, it's a tradition. And I don't really know where this got started. And maybe you can fill me in on this. Or whether or not it's a big deal in your neck of the woods. But St. Anthony's Bread. They're giving away free bread. St. Anthony's Bread, which was donated uh, by a particular family in the church. they. <laughs> but as, as uh, was noted in the announcements at the end of Mass, um, unless we have a multiplication of the loaves, there's not going to be enough St. Anthony bread for everybody. So um, don't all rush the altar at the end of Mass. Um, way more people showed up than people thought. But uh, St. Anthony is very, very popular for a lot of reasons. And it's not just the bread, that's for sure. He's well-known as the patron saint of lost items, um, objects, but he's so much more than that, and i, I got to confess, I, I've used him, and I use him all the time for lost keys, lost... I use him a lot on the golf course, I'll be really honest with you. I'm often in the rough uh, in, in life and also on the course, <laughs> and uh, and I need to extricate myself sometimes from uh, tricky situations, and very often I've lost my golf ball in the deep stuff, and... Uh, it's going to be a lot like uh, the players in the U.S. Open at uh, uh, in, in Los Angeles this weekend, uh, where, they, where they grow the rough pretty long. And, and I got to tell you, Saint Anthony has come through more often than not for me finding uh, either my ball or somebody else's ball that, that's been lost. And I, golf balls are expensive, but he, he's most effective I have found in helping to find lost souls and, and he, really, he really sell them short if you don't get the totality of his life and he, here's, here's another thing that he was known for Here, here's a nickname that he had that not a lot of people know about before he was well known for finding lost objects he was called and this is a great nickname the hammer of heretics I love that he's the hammer of heretics why it's not just because of his eloquent preaching and, and a lot of people forget he's one of the doctors of the church St. Anthony is one of the doctors of the church for his sublime teaching. But it's it's also his life, the, the witness of his life that was a powerful hammer against the heretics. And of course, the heretics are false teachers, comes from the word heresy, which has to do with false teachings. There's certainly a lot of those out there. And there's a lot of controversy about St. Saint, uh, Saint Anthony of Padua. A lot of people say, well, he should be maybe called St. Anthony of Lisbon. Nobody's actually suggesting that, but... There's a bit of a fight, right? Because he, he died, of course, in Padua in Italy. But uh, that's where his remains are. And I'll tell you about that, too. There's uh, some incorruptibility there. Some, not all. Uh, one part of him was incorrupt. And, and that it's pretty wild. His tongue was found incorrupt. We'll talk about that later. A lot of chatter about incorruptibility in the church with Sister Wilhelmina, of course, recently. And we've dealt with that on the program. But, of course, he was uh, born in Lisbon, Portugal. And this year, World Youth Day is in Portugal. So people are going to definitely check that out. They're going to want to go to his birthplace. They're going to see some some places that were key in his life. But his name wasn't even Anthony in the beginning. It was Ferdinand. Not Franz Ferdinand, but uh, Ferdinand. And his, his, uh, his dad actually was an army officer. He was a uh, big time um, in the military. And his mom's name was Mary And she was a very, very pious woman. And they actually kind of, I don't know whether, this is kind of an an early private Catholic school education, if you will. But a bunch of priests actually educated Ferdinand. And they kind of paid for this to happen, I think, the parents. And when he was only 15 years old, young Ferdinand, who became Anthony, he said, The religious life is for me. I really want to become an Augustinian. And that's what he wanted to be at first. He actually entered the Augustinian order just outside of Lisbon. But he actually had to move. He actually asked for a transfer to a different monastery, which is kind of further out in the country, because his friends kept bugging him. Well, not bugging him, but they wanted to visit him. So his friends kept visiting him in the monastery. And he was like, I, I want more solitude. I love my friends, but I really want to focus on scholarship. And he had a great mind. He would, um, And this is kind of plays into... I'll tell you this later, how he became the patron saint of Lost Items. I'll tell you the story in case you don't know. But he was really, really fascinated with Scripture and loved um, church history, the early church fathers. And he really, he kind of had what was an ideal life for many people. He just spent time living this life of asceticism, immersed in Scripture, immersed in the church fathers, and, and just, just, he loved it. But then, in the year 1220, and this was about eight years after he entered the Augustinian order, he heard about these five Franciscan missionaries who were martyred, who were killed, trying to evangelize Muslims in Morocco. And this was kind of a big news story uh, in in the day. And their bodies uh, were brought back to Portugal. And when St. Anthony saw this happen and the bodies come back home, uh, it, something changed in him. Something changed in St. Anthony. He realized, you know what? As devoted as I am to Christ, I'm not as devoted as these guys were. I, I, I need to be willing to do what they did. I need to be willing to shed my blood for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so this really kind of affected him. And he, and he this, this, this desire started to well up inside him. And then a, a bunch of Franciscans visited his Augustinian monastery. And he said, guys, I actually want to kind of defect and join the Franciscans. And the Augustinians were like, come on, man, you can't be serious about that. Because back back then, you got to remember, the Franciscans were kind of a new thing, and people weren't altogether sure about them. St. Francis of Assisi, he was still alive. The founder of the Franciscans, one of the greatest saints of all time, St. Francis in his own right, obviously, was still living. And, And this is a new thing. This is, again, about the year 1220 A.D., and the Franciscans only got started in the year 1209. So this is kind of new, and some of the Augustinians are like, you can't, you can't possibly be serious about joining these guys. I mean, who are these guys? But he was like, no, man, I, I, I'm intrigued by this. Uh, the martyrs, the, they really moved me. St. Francis of Assisi and his, his radical commitment to the gospel. Man, I, I want to know more about this guy. So he got sort of permission to go. Uh, from the Augustinians, and he in the year 1221, he joined a small Franciscan group, and that's where he, his name was changed. He took a new religious name, Anthony. And, of course, he he picked that name because the original St. Anthony, who really started the monastic movement, uh, St. Anthony of the Desert in the 4th century, he really kind of got the monastic movement going, and God used him really to save civilization. That's another story for another day, but you're listening to The K.L. Clark Show on Relevant Radio, 888-914-9149. I'm sure you have a story about St. Anthony of your own. I'm sure you can share that. 888-914-9149 is the number to call. It's Kale Clark Show on Relevant Radio. So that's when he changed his name. Uh, Ferdinand, uh, I think it was a good deal. Like, Ferdinand's a cool name and everything, but uh, Anthony. All right, go with St. Anthony of Egypt. That He took that name. And then, of course, the, the next thing he wanted to do after joining the Franciscans was... He wanted to become a martyr. He's like, I was so inspired by those Franciscan martyrs who had been murdered while trying to convert um, Muslims in Morocco. He's like, I want to do that too. So he actually got on a ship that was headed to Morocco and he was that was his plan. But God had other plans. First of all, he got really, really sick on that boat. I don't know whether it was the seafood chowder or what, but he was like... <sighs> he was just like laid up and he was like, he couldn't move. He was so sick. The ship eventually turned around and was headed back to, and he was, he was actually going to, he was supposed to end up in Spain to get, to go see some doctors. But the winds moved the boat off course and they couldn't get back on track. And they actually had to land in Sicily, in Italy. And this was not the plan at all. And that certainly wasn't what Anthony had in mind, but, God had other plans. And how often is it true in our lives that we try to set the course of our life? We try to be the captain of our own ship. We think we know what's best for us. This is how it's going to go, God. <laughs> you know, uh, just bless my plan here. I've already figured it all out. and you ha- It's your job to make it happen. No, that's not the way. As it says in the book of Proverbs, many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the will of the Lord that prevails. And that certainly was the case with Anthony. He wanted to be a martyr and, you know, God bless him for his willingness to do so, but that wasn't God's plan for him. And so the ship eventually lands in Italy and he's like, okay, well, um, let's go see St. Francis. So he kind of ends up very, very close to Assisi where St. Francis was, was kind of there at the time. And he was, he set up this big, um, meeting for all the Franciscans. And he's like, hey, I want to I learn more about St. Francis. I kind of want to be near him. I want to be in his orbit. I think he's a great saint. And he actually kind of hid how smart he was and how talented he was and how learned he was and how much he knew about scripture and theology. He kind of didn't tell anybody about that. And he's like, can I just wash dishes in the kitchen? Can that be my job? And they're like, yeah, sure. We need a dishwasher. So that's what he did. He was the official dishwasher for the Franciscans. And... He did that for a long time, and nobody knew that. Nobody knew anything about it. But in the year 1224, there was an ordination that was happening, and the guy who was supposed to preach didn't show up. So they're like, okay, uh, does anybody here have, a, have a, a homily ready to go? And they're like, not really. And they said, what about the guy in the kitchen? He's kind of our last resort here. So they, they asked Anthony, who was washing dishes, hey, would you, would you could you please preach here? And there's a bunch of Dominicans that were there as well as, as the Franciscans. And he's like, okay. And so he, he did it. No prepared notes, nothing. Just got up there and preached and kind of off the top of his head, just relied on the Holy Spirit. And he absolutely blew everybody away with his eloquence. St. Anthony, it was stunning. Everyone was just like, their, their jaws were just like dropped open on the floor. Like, where, wow, this guy can really preach. And so St. Francis of Assisi himself said, I I got to get to know more about this guy. And he actually befriended St. Anthony and said, you, you are so good and you are so gifted that I want you to teach theology to all the Franciscan brothers and really just kind of, you need to help form them. So that's what he did. He started teaching theology in a bunch of cities in Italy and also in France where the Franciscans had kind of spread. And, um, and that's kind of, this is where a lot of people don't know he's a doctor of the church because it was incredible teaching, not, not just his austerity, but he was also really well known as somebody who had the touch of the miraculous in his life. And very often when he was uh, preaching against heretics, against false teachers, that's where God really came through with him for miracles too to back up his message. But that's, And this is where he got the nickname, the Hammer of the Heretics. But he's well known for miracles, not only in his time, but also in our time. And I have to ask Producer Jim, and I wanted to save this for the show, but Producer Jim said that St. Anthony was responsible for a miracle in his life. And I said, tell me on the show. I want this to be a surprise to me, as it's a surprise to everybody else. So, Producer Jim, what's your connection with St. Anthony?
2: Yeah, so, uh, first of all, I was blessed to see where he is is buried there at Padua. It's a beautiful, beautiful Mm. basilica there. But uh, yeah, so it goes back about 30 years. And the pastor at our church uh, had gone to Rome with several of the, the priests of the archdiocese in St. Louis. And mm. he came back and brought all of us altar servers a rosary, blessed by, uh, now of course we know him as St. John Paul II. And it was very, wow. very special to me. It very, I prayed every rosary with the family, wherever I was. And then I went on a camp uh, in about a year or so, and mm-hmm. we would pray the rosary every evening. And in the course of time through the week, I lost mm-hmm. the rosary and I looked for it in my clothes. I packed them up. I you know, took them inside out in the pockets, every little small pocket, <laughs> couldn't find it, brought it oh, home, uh, brought home the, uh, the luggage and took it out of the luggage, did the same thing inside out into the wash, Took them out of the wash, inside out. I was so bummed. It was such an incredible keepsake, but beautiful uh, sacramental as well. And uh, I I just, I couldn't believe it. But I was the whole time praying to St. Anthony Mm -hmm. and put the clothes in the dryer. When I opened the dryer, it's hard for me not to get choked up. But when I opened the dryer, the rosary was perfectly laid out right on top of the laundry. And I said, this is the most clear-cut miracle I've ever received. So it was beautiful. Very great. Yeah, that's grateful. awesome,
1: man. Hey, never apologize for getting choked up. I love how, how you get emotional about this stuff. I love that. So, uh, yeah, it's really authentic. And <laughs> so that's pretty That's pretty great. That's, <laughs> thanks, that's pretty Cal. great. And, and and thanks for sharing that, Jim. And I, I know you guys probably out there have, have also a favor that you've received through, through uh, the intercession of St. Anthony as well. So triple eight nine one four nine one four nine 9149 is a number to call. And, yeah, he's been responsible for a lot of great miracles. But again, lost souls are really something that you should lean on him for. But let me tell you really quickly, uh, just before we can kind of reflect on on a little bit of the legacy, how did he die? Well, uh, in the year 1231, after Lent, you know, it's Easter time, um, he, he really was not feeling well. And he, he was pretty sick. And he kind of did what Saint Anthony did, his namesake. He kinda went back to a remote area and he took two companions to kinda help him. He kinda wanted to be on his own, but he got he got so sick that he had to get carried back to the monastery in Padua. And a lot of people wanted to see him because they knew he was kind of on his last legs and they, they knew his holy reputation. And so there was this there was a lot of people around and there was so many people, in fact, that they didn't actually get to where they were going. <laughs> And he, he had to receive last rites kind of on the way there. And he died. Last thing he did was he sang a hymn to the Virgin Mary. And he died on June the 13th. And that's why it's his feast day today, his heavenly birthday, at the age of only 36 years old. He was only 36. Think about how much he accomplished. It, it's incredible. And so Pope Gregory the IX, who, by the way, he was a personal friend of St. Anthony. He actually knew him. He canonized him only a year after his death, so he was definitely on the fast track. In the year 1232, he was canonized, and he was really Santo Subito, right? That really happened. And then uh, he was proclaimed a Doctor of the Church in the year 1946 by Pope Pius XII. Now, th- this is the, this is the this is the incorruptibility story. This is amazing. So, um, 32 years after he died, this is in the year 1263, they exhumed his body to see if he was incorrupt. And his body had totally decomposed, except for his tongue, and his tongue was apparently like a living tongue. Like there was saliva on it. It was like, whoa. Okay, no. he—he he, he really was, you know. He and he's very often in uh, iconography. Saint Anthony is one of those guys that you often see. A lot of saints are depicted as having. Have you ever seen an image of Saint Anthony with bees around him? Why would they? Why would they do that? What's the connection with bees? Well. I did a whole show about bees and the faith and the Easter Vigil and all that recently, but a lot of saints like St. Saint Anthony, who were great preachers, who are said to have a honeyed tongue, if you will, uh, just the sweetness of the gospel, uh, rolling off their tongue. They're often depicted with, with bees. Anyway, so they, they his his tongue was found incorrupt. His tongue and his jawbone are in the Basilica of St. Anthony in Padua, They're in gold reliquaries, and obviously, Jim, you saw that when you went there. And uh, that's... Just amazing his fame just spread um all around the world so what what can we really get out of this so I, I think there's um there's so many there's so many things that we can think about and as as one writer said you know reflecting on saint anthony and his legacy we, we think about him as somebody who can really help us find lost souls in our lives that uh, friends family members who maybe wandered away um i have a friend who actually his name is anthony oddly enough and he has wandered very far from god and i I always think of him when i think about uh saint anthony but oh yeah i I promised i would tell you why he why how how did he get by the way that to be the patron of lost items i you know this is this is almost going to take me a couple more minutes so (laughs) let's take a break right now and we'll get your phone calls as well sean richard stay on the line if you want to call in triple eight nine one four nine one four nine we'll be right back on the kale clark show hang on
0: The Kale Clark Show, giving you the confidence you need to bring the faith into everyday life.
1: All right, welcome back. You can call me right now, 888-914-9149. If you've got a great story, you received a special favor through the intercession of St. Anthony, a lost item, maybe a lost soul coming home to God. I'd love to hear about it. 888-914-9149. Before we get your calls, I, I promised I would tell you how he became the... patron saint of lost items well remember when i told you that just before the break we kind of went through his really intriguing life story um that saint francis of assisi himself after anthony joined the franciscans he figured out how smart he was and he said look i want you to be responsible for teaching theology training forming the friars in the faith he did that in year 1224 and Sometime after this, one of the novices who was kind of, you know, thinking about becoming a Franciscan, well, apparently this guy decided it's not for me. And not only is it not for me, I'm going to actually commit a sin here. So he actually stole Anthony's book of Psalms. He stole his Psalter, okay, as it's known. And, of course, the monks pray the Psalms and uh, it's, that's right up there with my friend who stole his brother's WWJD bracelet. What would Jesus do? Well, he wouldn't do that, okay? So at any rate, uh this dude took his his psalm book and it wasn't just the psalms that were in there. I mean, it was just it was just the scriptures. He probably would have said, "Yeah, no worries. I hope that you read them and repent, but but uh, read him and weep, you know, the tears of repentance. But it was more than that, because he had, remember, Anthony was a great scholar. He's a doctor of the church. He had all of his notes kind of scribbled in the margins and insights into scripture. And this was like a pretty big deal to him. Now, of course, he was able to, to get on without it. But Anthony prayed that, you know, hey, Lord, if it's possible, can I get this back? And the guy repented, and he actually brought back book of psalms so that that's kind of how, how it got going in case you, you didn't know that uh he became the patron saint of lost items and people have been sort of asking for his intercession on these things but there's there's another way that we can kind of think about this too not only lost souls but what if we have lost other things like our patience uh, as one writer said you know our, our cheerfulness our lost relationships maybe there's a damaged relationship in your life at work, or at home, or in the neighborhood, and, and maybe part of this is your fault. And maybe it's time to mend the fence. Maybe it's time to try to rebuild and and find what was lost. So, I think we can ask Saint Anthony for for intercession in that. Uh, there's no question about it. Nothing. It, it's not over till it's over, right? As Yogi Bear has said. So, uh, uh, let's help him to find what was lost, to fix what was broken and uh, hopefully he can do that for us. I know he can, not just hopefully. Let's go to the phones right now, Triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. 9149 Sean, who I believe is 16 years old, is on the line from Milwaukee. Hi, Sean.
3: Hi, Cale. Thank you so much for taking my call.
1: Hey, you got it. Thanks for calling in.
3: Hi, I'm a huge fan of your show. I listen every day that I can, and I just wanted to call in to say, St. Anthony did a big favor for me in helping me get to a good Catholic high school. I was in sixth grade, and I really wanted to go to a a really good classical Catholic high school in my area called Chesterton Academy. Oh, yeah. And so I prayed an unfailing prayer to St. Anthony that I found in a prayer book and left it at that. But as the years went on, by eighth grade, I changed my mind. I didn't want to go to the Catholic school at Chesterton. I wanted to go to the cool public school because I thought that was just the cool thing to do where I wouldn't where there wouldn't be any mass any catholic formation although I wouldn't say my parents forced me but they kind of made me go to Chesterton the catholic mm. school instead of the public high school mm. which I was not happy about at the time but then once I went there I realized what a great catholic environment it was and how my faith would be nurtured and that's one of the greatest blessings that I can think of in my life is that really good school. And it just so happens that the parish right next to my school, Cheshire Chan Academy is called St. Anthony's.
1: So <laughs> it, I love, just, I it's love just
3: it. great how God and the saints can arrange things, even if we might not see how it's good in the moment.
1: Mm, I love that story, Sean. And Hey, thank you, thank you for your kind words about the show. I'm so glad that you're listening. That, that is, that is just awesome. And, uh, and I, the, I, yeah. The Chesterton Academy movement. Um, and there, there are several of these schools out there, aren't there, aren't there, Sean? A lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's an amazing movement from what I've heard. And, uh, uh, obviously Chesterton himself is, he's the man clearly. And, and I, I love that you, you prayed for this and then you kind of changed your mind, but your parents are like, no, no, let, let, let's do this. And, uh, yeah, I think we all go through these these phases where sometimes we, we kind of want to run away from things, and uh, the allure of, of the world is, is very attractive. But um, now that you're there, and of course, as you said, St. Anthony's Parish is right next door. <laughs> A little, little touch of humor there from St. Anthony, maybe. But... Uh, it was what you wanted, and then it wasn't, and 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 now you're glad that it, that you did get that answer to prayer, even if you didn't necessarily want it, uh, when you ha- when the, when the answer came. But but Sean, thank you so much. God bless you with your studies uh, as you're probably uh, finishing up the school year, and I hope you have a blessed summer and uh, continue on the journey, my friend. Thank you. And you call back anytime. It's great to hear from you. That's Sean, 16 years old from Milwaukee, Wisconsin from the Chesterton Academy. I love that story. That's fantastic. All right, let's go to, uh, I love saying this name, this place name, Rancho Cucamonga, California. Let's go to Richard in Rancho Cucamonga. Welcome to the program, Richard.
4: Uh, hi, Kel. Yeah, you're not the only one. Father Rocky loves saying that every time I call in <laughs> on like the family rosary. He says, oh, I love this name, Rancho Cucamonga, you know. so
1: Yeah, it almost sounds like, <laughs> anyway. a, like a great... Dish that you can eat or something, but yeah, I'll take the Rancho <laughs> Cucamonga. But anyways, great weather, great name. Um, it's great to have you, Richard.
4: Yep. Okay, so uh, here's my story of uh, my St. Anthony story. So I work. I I go to work, and you know, I take my wedding ring off and I set it on my desk before I start work. Mm-hmm. And after I get off work, I put it back on. Well, this one day, I went in there, took it off, put it at the same place I always do. Finished up work, came in. Was not sitting on my desk where it was where I normally put it, and no. I was like, "Oh man!" So I'm, you know, I don't want to have that dreaded husband call. Honey, I lost the wedding <laughs> yeah. ring. So I'm, I'm like freaking out. I'm, I'm searching trash cans, everything. I could not find this thing, and then finally, I bit the bullet, called the wife, and said, "Honey, I'm going to be a little bit late. I'm still looking for my wedding ring." Well, she said, "Did you ask Saint Anthony to pray for, uh, to help you find it?" And I said, no, would you like to pray? Would you like to pray to him for me? And so she did. Literally five minutes go by. I walk out of my office, come back in. It's sitting right on my, the one place I didn't even look. I didn't even think about looking. It's sitting right there on my paper shredder. And I'm just like, five minutes go by and there it is. Thank you, St. Anthony. You know, thank you, Lord. Yeah, I did not want to have, I did not want to have that talk. Honey, I lost my wedding
1: ring. No, that's that's the last talk you want to have. And it and I always find that when whenever I, I ask for his intercession to find something, it's usually like pretty instantaneous. I don't usually have to wait that long. Although uh, pa- Patrick Alog, uh, who's uh, taking calls for us today, triple eight nine one four nine one four nine, he he said that uh, Saint Anthony helped him find his backup keys that he lost for his place, but it took a week. It took a week. You may just sweat it out, I guess, Patrick. So, hey, Richard, thank you so much for the call. Call back anytime from beautiful Rancho Cucamonga. And it's beautiful to say as well. All right, let's go to Mary in New Jersey. Hi, Mary.
5: Yes, hello. This is Mary. I'm from Mount Laurel, New Jersey. And I have a wonderful story to tell you. All right, let's my hear it. Boss, yes, okay. So, uh, May 22nd was, I'm going to make it quick, okay? May 22nd sure. was my mother's uh Anniversary of her passing. And I lost my wedding band on that day. I was doing yard work, mulching and all this stuff. Lost the wedding band. Then 13 months, now uh, uh, June 13th went by and the following year, so it was like 13 months later, I'm putting away laundry in my son's room and I looked out, and there was this pile of mulch with this shiny round thing on top of it. Huh. And I went out, and I—it uh, was my wedding band. From thirteen months, it was gone. Couldn't oh, find it, the St. Anthony. Yes, I couldn't find it at all. Everywhere, anywhere, you know. I went through the mulch. I went everywhere. Couldn't find it. Thirteen months later, and it happens to be my wedding anniversary when I found the ring. On day oh. it was On, uh, on it was
1: your anniversary 13, day.
5: The feast, yeah, which today is. And I'm sitting, I have a prayer group that we pray every Tuesday night at St. Stephen's in Penshawking. And thir- uh, um, and here I am right at the church where we got married 32 years ago. And on the feast day of St. Anthony. So I found the ring. This happened, I can't even remember, maybe 15 years ago that oh, I lost wow. it. So of course, it made my faith stronger. And I'm, even when we went to uh, Italy in two, 20, uh, wait 2005, I didn't even put the connection that it was St. Anthony's Feast Day when I found oh, wow. the ring. Later I, on, I, I realized that with my faith. I said, St. Anthony, oh my goodness. The, so I,
1: I love that because, because it, you, you found it 13 months after you lost it. On the 13th of June, which is also your wedding anniversary, which is and also the, the feast day of St. Anthony. I know. Anthony.
5: I mean, you could, I could never, I would never imagine it being written that way. That, I could that, never make this up. This is, it's amazing. It's yeah. just an amazing story.
1: I was going to say lucky number 13, but blessed number 13 and happy anniversary to you, Mary, also. Thank
5: you. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for calling into the show. Call back anytime. That was Mary in New Jersey. And we're going to go from Mary to Martha now. Martha in Santa Clara, California on line three. I just had to to go from Mary to Martha. You know me. I had to do that. So, hi, Martha.
6: (laughs) Hi. Good afternoon. So, my story took place 28 years ago uh, during vacation. My husband and I rented a, a vacation home and my son was newborn. My daughter was about 18 months old. She was already very verbal. She talked a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. Before I went to bed, I placed my wedding rings right next to my husband's. I felt that would be a safe spot on the nightstand. I was the first one up the next morning, and I went for my rings, and they were gone, but his was there. So I panicked, and I looked Mm -hmm. around, and no one else was up. Um, When he woke up, I broke the news to him, and he was in disbelief. We Looked everywhere. We called property management to let them know. We contacted our um, home insurance to file a claim. We were on our hands and knees, could not find the rings. I cried, and it was a five hour trip home. I cried all the way. I prayed all the way home. I asked Jesus to please let St. Anthony help me find the rings. And I rebuked Satan because I felt that he was messing with us because, you know, I brought it upon a lot of emotion. My husband was very upset at me for being careless. Um, Two weeks later, my husband and I were, were driving around and a little voice told me to look in my purse. Mind you, in my purse, I only kept a small wallet and my checkbook in there, really nothing else. And I said to myself, okay, and I opened up my backpack purse and there were my rings side by side on top of the checkbook. Wow. And I gasped while he was driving and he got scared he goes what's wrong (laughs) i couldn't even talk and he's like what is wrong and and i said my rings and he didn't understand he pulled over to the side of the road and i showed him my purse where the rings were side by side two weeks later yeah so it really boosted my
5: faith
1: and that's a that's a Uh, thing like Like these, and I love that, Martha. These answers to prayer really do have the effect of boosting our faith. and And some people might uh, hear stories about lost items that you know Saint Anthony helped uh, to find through his intercession, and think, you know what's what's the big deal? Some of these things are are relatively little things, but but God cares about everything, and and we can pray about everything. I think that's this is one thing that that it is kind of uh, important for us to know. It's more than kind of important. It is important that we can entrust everything to, to God and, and He cares about the little things. He knows the number of hairs on our head. And yeah, pray, certainly pray. It's always a faith-building experience no matter what. So thank you so much, uh, Martha, for that call. Let's go to Tory in Pontiac, Illinois. Hi, Tori.
4: Hey, Cale. Uh, I had a uh, St. Anthony story for you. Mm. Uh, kind of relate to what you were talking about with the lost rosary. I lost a rosary about, uh, and e- on Easter of 2022. And then, mm-hmm. uh, I just, we have a mural at our parish and it, uh, turned up right next to the mural, uh, about a year later, a couple of weeks ago, I found huh. it. So,
1: wow. It's a mural of St. Anthony. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, that, as if to say, yeah, yeah, that was, that was me. (laughs) Uh, I love that. Thank you so much, Tori. Appreciate that call. Really. That was so great. Let's, let's go to, let's go now to Maria in Chino Hills, California, back to California. Hi, Maria.
7: Hi, Cale. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for calling in.
7: Thanks for taking my call. So I have kind of like a funny story. I have a sister, Lucy, who's actually a convert to Muslim. (laughs) And we're a devout Catholic family. She happened to bring her son over um, for the morning for, um, that my daughter Isabella was giving some soccer lessons to at the park. And wouldn't you know it, she took off her ready, wedding ring and placed it somewhere on the table. Um, practice was over. We all went back home, and she realized she misplaced her wedding ring, so she frantically mm. went back to the park. And was looking aimlessly for it, could not find it. I contacted one of my friends. She posted it in the Chino Hills like Facebook site to like help look for this diamond ring that's been lost at the park. And of course, mind wow. you, my sister's frantically looking. And, um, you know, hours go by, she couldn't find it. She goes home and she calls me. She's like, Maria, can you go back to the park? Please look for my ring. And I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, I'll go back. Well, um, she comes back. She, she actually lives 30 minutes away. She drove back because obviously it's her wedding ring and it's special. Um, you know, it's not just any ring. It's her wedding ring. So mm-hmm. she drives back and we're looking again. My daughter, Jackie, arrives home and um, I tell her the story. I'm like, hey, can you come to the park? Auntie Lucy lost her re- wedding ring. So sure enough, she gets to the park and she's like, Oh, well, I'm going to pray to St. Anthony. Sure enough, within seconds, she finds the ring.
5: Oh,
1: wow. And how old was uh, your daughter story at the time?
7: Is, oh, well, my daughter, Jackie, she's a pretty devout Catholic. Um, mm-hmm. She's um, 19, um, beautiful young lady. She actually goes to USC, part of the Catholic Caruso Center, who has really been an inspiring um, environment for her just to really strengthen her faith and so she knew right away without a second thought to pray to saint anthony where my sister and i were aimlessly looking for it and mind you the irony in this is my sister is muslim and so of course you know i'm like oh did the, if you don't believe do you believe now and of course she she just chuckled at, <laughs> like you got to <laughs> believe how does this happen we were looking for hours aimlessly for your ring and my daughter comes and just Praise to Saint Anthony and finds the ring.
1: So, so did that have any effect on, on your sister Lucy, who had converted to Islam? Did that uh, kind of move her in any way, maybe back to the no, church?
7: No, unfortunately, it did not. You know, I, I maybe I should pray to Saint Anthony for for the lost. You
1: should, you should, <laughs> absolutely, I, now, I
7: definitely will.
1: Yeah, and so uh, I don't know if you want to, if you're able to share, but but what made her do that?
7: as far as converting to Muslims, Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm.
7: you know, looking back growing up, I have to say we were lukewarm Catholics. We really didn't thoroughly Mm -hmm. understand our religion. And although my, my dad actually in Mexico spent a couple of years in the seminary school, he knew a lot about his Catholicism, but he really didn't um, provide us with that foundation, strong foundation. And I think, that we lacked that we were, we went to church, you know, we Mm. were just lukewarm Catholic. So we really didn't know the beauty and the the fullness of all of its um, richness that comes with the, with just really embodying all of it. So Mm. um, yeah, I think that's what was missing growing up.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, certainly I think, as you said, St. Anthony, you can, you can ask him, you know, Pray for Lucy, and I'll ask our listeners to do that as well, that she might return to, to the Catholic faith. And like I said at the beginning, St. Anthony was really inspired himself by these Franciscan martyrs who went to Morocco. Uh, they tried to share the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, with Muslims, and and they were killed. And and uh, it was really seeing their bodies come home that that, that that really took him to another level with his faith. And so, yeah, we, we can certainly pray for her. And, uh, and thank you so much for calling in and sharing that story. A beautiful story, Maria. I appreciate you. Call back anytime. Got to take a quick break up against the clock, but if you're on the line, uh, stay there. We'll try to get your call, 888 It's the Cale Clark Show on Relevant Radio.
0: This is The Kale Clark Show, giving you the confidence you need to bring the faith into everyday life.
1: That's right. And you can call in right now, 888-914-9149. Toll free, 888-914-9149. Yeah. You know what? We're talking about St. Anthony. It's his feast day today. I once was lost, but now I'm found. The love was there for you. Uh, Really bad uh, I should go to Vegas Hey the and Vegas Golden go- Oh thank you Jim <laughs> I appreciate that I should go to Vegas You know And uh, the Vegas Golden Knights They might win the Stanley Cup tonight Who knows But Lots of Elvis guys In the crowd there But uh, uh Speaking about lost and found Items People uh, St. Anthony Is your guy He can help In those situations Let's go to Gloria Who's on the line In Phoenix, Arizona
0: Gloria Gloria
1: I know Jim likes that song Hey Gloria
0: Hi, how are you?
1: I'm good, I'm good. In
0: uh, 2017, a church group, my church group, went on a pilgrimage to um, uh, Portugal and um, Spain and France. Oh yeah, wow, that sounds sounds
3: awesome.
0: Yeah, and it was during this time period. The spiritual leader happened to be our priest who was uh, devoted to St. Anthony. Was named for him and was ordained on his anniversary. And so we were going, oh, wow. <laughs> to, he was going to say Mass at the cathedral. So he was really looking forward to that. So St. Anthony had been a big topic of discussion while on this pilgrimage. Well, one day uh, before we got to Lisbon, I was uh, trying to take photos. I'm an amateur photographer. And I was uh, standing back from my group trying to get a picture of the church that we were about to go into. And I was waiting for everybody to clear out so I'd get a good picture. Mm-hmm. So once I got my picture, I ran to get into the church and catch up with the group. But I opened the doors and I couldn't find them. They had just vanished. So I, I went. Oh, man, all man, that's over a scary feeling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then I left and I, I went outside and there was a bench outside in the, like a courtyard. And I sat there and I thought, holy cow, I did the one thing I, I promised myself I wouldn't do. I got separated from my group. I'm lost. And then all of a sudden, I remembered all the conversations about Saint Anthony. There was one <laughs> lady in particular with a strong devotion, and I had never prayed to Saint Anthony before. So I'm sitting on this bench, and I said, "Saint Anthony, I'm lost. Please let my group find me." No sooner did I say those words than I heard a voice <laughs> over my shoulder calling my name.
1: Oh wow! So I was lost,
0: in Saint Anthony helped my group find me.
1: Yeah, and they were like, "Gloria, Gloria, we're over here!" All right, I, I love that. And, and you were in Lisbon, right? And and, and as I explained yes. earlier, he, he was actually Ferdinand of Lisbon before he was Anthony of Padua, and that's that's where he uh, got his start. And uh, hey, that's that's awesome. And yeah, that's that's a scary feeling, especially when you're in a, a new city, a, a different country, and you get separated from the group. Uh, some some anxious moments. I've been on a few pilgrimages where, yeah, we've lost some people, uh, and they kind of wandered off. And don't wander off, please, don't wander off, but they did anyways, and uh, we had to we had to track them down. So yeah, it's it's always uh, anxious moments uh, to be sure. And Gloria, thank you so much uh, for that call. Triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. Scale Clark Show on Relevant Radio, talking about Saint Anthony, favors you have received through him, uh, lost things that have been found, lost souls, lost. That, that's that's the key right there, right? Eternal soul. Stuff can always be replaced, right? But people can't. All right, let's go to David in Denver. Hey, David. Hi.
8: I enjoy a lot. Well, uh, I lost my wife, and I prayed to St. Anthony that, that I get her back. I mean, we're currently separated. We, we've been separated for days like... Uh, quite a while like six months and my children and one of the things that you talked about at the beginning of the show or earlier in the show was um you mentioned something about realizing our part in Mm. in um what is it you know lost relationships and and stuff Mm. like that and i and i've um i'm taking uh i mean this whole time has been very hard i on both of us and so I'm trusting in the lord and and working on myself and and trusting in the Lord and praying and asking others to pray so yeah,
1: and, yeah. Da- david you so. you can you can count me in uh, in terms of people who'll be praying for you um I'll certainly and I think you're doing the right thing I mean you're you're working on yourself um, trying to control the controllables as it were and you know trying to to get your wife back and and I, I don't I mean I don't know how open she is to the concept. What what would you say? Is is she has she closed the door or do you think it's
8: uh it's a long crazy story, but I mean we don't have time to go over the whole thing, but mm. she met some people that were Christians and uh they that were formerly Catholics and they oh, yeah. they're anti uh birth Catholic and, like, and they yeah, anti-Catholic, and they supposedly, they evangelized her, and and they've led her down a path that, I, I don't know, and and uh, what I've been receiving from the Lord and, and you know, brothers and, and, and the Lord is, God knows what why He allows things to happen, and He's in control, even when we, it doesn't seem like it, mm. um, but it's it's really like really hard because she's a she was a big fan of saint anthony i mean and she grew up in a big catholic family and her she would pray to saint anthony all the time when so hmm. i i i don't know it's it's uh, it's in god's hands i i like you said i have to do it the controllables like the things that i can do and there's a lot of things that i can do to get better as uh because i mean there's i did things that were that were hurtful but i mean it's a crazy story it's it's like lord i mean i i can't believe this but
1: uh, yeah well david i'm so glad you called in to share this because not only i mean i'm going to pray for you of course but but all the people that are listening right now, I'm going to ask them to pray as well. Millions of people all across the United States and around the world listening to Relevant Radio. Pray for David and his wife. And David, what's your what's your wife's name? Crystal. Crystal, okay. Let's pray for David and Crystal, and let's pray that the Lord will move Crystal's heart uh, to to be open to reconciling and and let's ask saint anthony for his intercession because again this is what it's all about it's about lost souls it's about lost relationships it's about uh, mending what was torn and and obviously what whatever has been happening she's not out of god's reach and, and it's not over yet and so all all we can do is is all we can do and use the means that we have at our disposal prayer sacrifice you know, action if possible, you know, I, I'd say try to, try to talk to her as much as he can and, and if she's open to it, but certainly nobody can stop you or me or anybody else from praying uh, for the situation and for this marriage, uh, for it to, to be mended. And, uh, and yeah, and I'm sure that in the process, David, I'm sure as, as it's caused you to, to fall to your knees often and, and, and seek God and, 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 that's the whole point. And the point of marriage really is is to help each other to become saints, for sure. And um, and when things like this happen, it's incredibly tough. And um, my prayers are with you, and so, so is the prayers. Uh, everybody listening here, I'm sure. And so, David, I'm so thankful that you called in, picked up the phone, and, and made that call. And, and we'll certainly uh, keep you in mind uh, on this feast day of, of St. Anthony. So, yeah, it's been a powerful hour here. Uh, on the Cale Clark show, and, and I'm so glad that you all have uh, have called in to share your stories about about Saint Anthony. And uh, hey, Patrick, is is line three still there? Okay, all right. So, uh, uh, unfortunately, someone uh, hung up there. But hey, I people have done that to me before. You know, I, I've 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 been hung up on before, and uh, spew relationships happen a lot in high school for some reason. But uh, you know, hey, hey we want to go on a date. Click. Um, I don't know. But uh, anyways, uh, hey, all I needed was one girl to say yes, and, and thank heaven she did, and that was Patricia. So, <laughs> uh, And, you know, we we got to pray for relationships. There, there's absolutely no doubt about that. So, hey, we've got a great evening lined up for you on Relevant Radio. Uh, trending is coming up right after this with Timory, followed by Father Rocky and the Family Rosary across America. On this great celebration, this great feast day of St. Anthony, I'm Kale Clark, Jim Shaper, produced... Patrick Alog took your phone calls. God bless you guys. See you tomorrow. Take it away, Michaela.
3: Thank you for listening to my daddy.